Hello and welcome back to Some Like It Chilled, the podcast about beers and films. Now, we have taken a all too brief hiatus from this podcast and only a year on we film our fifth ever episode of Some Like It Chilled where this week we are talking about the grey man. <laughs> Harry, is everything okay? How are you doing? It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Um, you say that as if we don't talk. We are cousins. Um, we haven't talked since. Is there any method of communication? Yeah, it is actually. So yeah, how's the family? It's all good, I hope. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Um, but what? Nothing really news for me. You know, I, well, I'm not a student anymore. Oh my god, yeah, we've got to really update everybody. Yeah, you know, it's been a long time. Uh, we got to update Grandma and Granddad who listen. Yeah, like, yeah. So Grandma and Granddad again. Is there any method of communication with you? So. <laughs> Buckle up, it's going to be a long episode, got a lot to talk about. Yes, so I'm Harry. And I'm but you're doing good though, Harry, you're doing good. Yes, uh, I'm now working full-time. But there I'm we working. are, and Tom, how are you doing? Post-university, how's it feel? And post-university, pre-university. Uh, finished you're into university. I'm in, yeah, in trim. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, while everything changes, nothing changes. It all stays the same. And so... Exactly. Circle of life and such. Indeed, but I'm good too, you know. Can you guys hear me now? Uh... Sorry, I was unplugging stuff and replugging stuff. I didn't get ready before we started. That's a very professional, Harry. Thank you. That's all usable. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Um, carry on, Tom. You were saying? What was I was saying. <laughs> I'm good. I've missed this. Missed being interrupted by Harry. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to a hundred more episodes of it, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, not, oh, at this rate, this rate we'll be 100 in 34 years time so we're getting there <laughs> Mad. so harry what film are we looking at this week oh do you want me to do the blurb of the film yeah okay this week we are reviewing the gray man which came out in 2022 so i had an alarm going off i don't know why that was a terrible timing i am so unprepared for this but anyway we are uh, reviewing the gray man starring um ryan gosling um Chris Evans, Anna de Armas. Um, they're the main names in it that I can remember off the top of my head. Richard um, John Page. Him. Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Him. Um, and the premise of the film is there's a secret organization inside of a secret organization, and the one secret organization wants to do stuff but doesn't like the other secret organization being a part of it. So they're trying to kill the other secret organization whilst using members of that secret organization. And in doing so, members of the previous, like the, the first secret organization, are helping the people from the second secret organization. And then they're both all trying to save the secret organization the secret secret organization from the secret organization whilst trying to keep it from the higher ups of the original secret organization and there's also a child involved as a child tie in her the child is a member of the secret <laughs> a, a, a relative of the secret organize the secret secret organization's boss um and she's tied in because she because she's a family relative um they're, the secret organization use her to try and get at the secret secret organization, but because of a member of the secret organization, it, it sort of fails. I, I couldn't know about myself. That was fantastic. And another thing, 
the secret organization aren't able to do everything that they, they want to do, so they get a secret, secret, secret organization involved. Sort of like an off-the-books sort of secret organization. Um, and they're involved as well. Well, I think if you didn't understand it from that, then your yeah. the next part of call is to just go and watch the film, because if you can't understand yeah. that, then... You know, There's something wrong with you. Yeah, it, was, it was just so perfectly explained. Yeah, well, if you know the film, then that does make sense. It doesn't. I know the film. I watched it for this podcast, and I have absolutely no idea what you saw. <laughs> no. So basically, there's um, the CIA has a, a secret faction, <laughs> an extra faction, like an off the books sort of uh, premise, and they're they're sort of trying to get rid of the off the books people, but because they're off the books, it's very difficult. Um, and then there is a family tie involved that is like black used for blackmailing. Uh, and then it's basically just an action film about people trying to keep people alive um, and not die. Now that does make more sense. That does make more sense. Make more sense. I prefer my first, my original. Yeah. Excellent. So, Tom, so, yeah. what were your initial oh. reactions to the film? Should we quickly give a brief rundown of how we mark again? Because yeah, well, you know, we're currently in the summary phase. You know, oh, before yeah, true, we get true. into the review phase. True. 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 Because for me, that film felt like a mix between. Yeah. James Bond and Mission Impossible, but doing neither as well as Mission Impossible or James Bond. See what you okay. did there. Um, I, I, I think from that one sentence, I'm gonna, I'm getting a good gist of what your scores are gonna be. And can I just say that I think I'm gonna disagree with them because I rather enjoyed the film. Oh no, I enjoyed the film. Don't get me wrong; it was a great watch, but it felt like it was in the middle ground of Mission Impossible and James Bond. That's all I'm saying. I think and, that's a good description. And let me let me tell you right now, if you're coming to this and you think it's going to be better than Casino Royale or Skyfall, then I cannot agree with that. Or no time and, to die. Or no time to die. Or any James Bond ever released. Except Quantum of Solace. Yeah, that's true. You know, Quantum of Solace is still a good film. Well, I agree, disagree. That's a different. That's that's a debate. Yeah, actually, well, actually, we're going to need to do an episode on purely. Yeah, actually, content. yeah. Sorry, we, we are going into a rich vein of gold, which we've got to save for another time. Here, this is this yeah. is all content we can try and milk. Yeah, true. Like a big fat juicy cow, ready to be milked. But we got to be recording a different episode when we do it. So, um, which part of the film? Like, no one else can see this, but Crawford and Tom are both dying on their cameras. Uh, so I'm going to have to fill in whilst they both recover. Um, so I really enjoyed the film. I like action films. I like films that don't really require much attention. Um, not for any reason other than the fact that I, I, I just enjoy being able to sit back and relax. It's definitely a film that you can rewatch, I would say. Uh, it's an action film that's sort of family-friendly because maybe not family. Like, like wouldn't say this i do still think it's like a at least a 15 isn't it yeah Yeah, like probably because of the action of the the message yeah there was some behind it but i meant you mean it's not like an older family Mm. like if you've got teenagers and stuff but it's yeah yeah, um but i i enjoyed it uh and i i think as a film it's a good film but it's and i think it does set itself up for a bit of a series yeah um Mm. Well, the next well, one's the White Man. Is that what it's called? 
it's the only it's the only available option from here, I think. But they could go dark and they could go the black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, no, but this is modern Hollywood. They never go that route. Yeah. I, I started to say that and I thought, this isn't usable. <laughs> ah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Why is that not usable? We're not going to get into all of that, but that is still usable. Um, <laughs> or the shaded man. So just try and be a, as ambiguous as possible. That actually makes sense. Because the whole point is he stays in the shadow, which is a shade. I, th- I think that is, that's why it's called the Grey Man. Yeah, it's probably Grey Man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, but I think I, I, I think it's going to be a good series. I think it's got to be careful. It, it definitely seems to have more of a plot. From what I can see where the where the series is going, it's going to have more of a plot than the John Wick, but less of the action of John Wick. Be, be a similar sort of series. One guy who can kick ass, but also get his ass handed to him at times, which is very good for for an action star because you've got to be able to mm. give and get, you know. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I so, think with no further ado, introduce... should we jump into the categories and we can talk about the film yeah. a bit more thoroughly? So the the first category is cinematography, where we talk about the cameras and. Basically, the only part of our podcast that actually highlights what other critics and other film reviewers would look at. The rest of it, and maybe the plot catch I'm pretty... I think... Yeah, I think that's broadly an incorrect statement there, Harry. Yeah. Forget that. We're proper critics. Looking at this chart. I got multicolors and everything. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Cinematography. Tom, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I it was confused by the cinematography, to be honest. I didn't know whether it was... When I started watching the film, I was like, are they trying to go comic booky? And then I was like, no, I, I brushed that out of the way immediately. Um, and then I was like, there were, there were parts of it where I was like, are they trying to be really dark? Which I hate in films. I hate when they, like, just you're straining to see them because they try and think it makes it look eerie and with a film you know we've already mentioned the title the gray man there's a lot of fighting in the shadows and stuff like that which i think done well can be very cool but when not done well you just can't see it and it really takes away i want to highlight one key point that i really enjoyed which was right at the start of the film where they have a fight with the fireworks yeah, I thought that was absolutely beautiful. I yeah. mean, the way they tied it into the actual fight scene, um, yeah. along with the colors, and just the the interesting use of lighting, that for me really ramped it up. Yeah, big and time. just generally, I haven't really yeah. got many complaints. I mean, I think some of the fight scenes are a bit clunky with the cameras, like fast hmm. cuts and stuff like that. But see, I think that's really part. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And one, th- I I really like the cinematography. And what I really enjoyed was the fact that you can sort of see the development of the way films are made now, because they were using a lot of drone shots, even in the in, even in the like the fight scenes, like the first fight scene when they're like running through the balloons and stuff. Like there, you the drone is evidently filming Ryan Gosling's part, and then instead of it cutting to Armadeyamas. It like the drone sort of spins around 
and goes around the table and then like comes into the fight scene like mm. and it follows the flow of the fight which i think is really cool and they do that a couple of times with a few fights um and like following the action almost like a continual shot mm. and i really enjoyed that so the use that they've done that uh, i've i've really enjoyed that that's quite a common theme i think in a lot of modern actions um where because yeah. they want to establish a flow because obviously in a fight sequence there's not just one fight happening at any one, any given moment it's it's very bustling and happening all over the place so having a camera that allows you to effectively effectively transition between two different fight scenes between two different sub narratives is very very powerful and i think that really does enhance uh, fight scenes in particular i think with this film what they did very well is i think they bookended it with two fights the first of which seemed very impersonal because it was just a hit job with obviously culminating in the fight scene around the fireworks which was i thought spectacular and also finishing the film with the fight scene between there will be spoilers in this in, you know yeah we're a, not going to be a spoiler to... podcast um there was a fight scene at the end of the film between chris evans and ryan gosling where the from a light perspective and a color perspective the cinematography was absolutely sublime um yeah. and i would credit it and, and, and i would credit that because they those two sort of bookended the entire film each using color spectacularly yeah agreed um, excellent points so the way we do this do we go through all the categories and then give up or then give the scores or do you guys tell me our score at the end of the category? so yes yeah, so we've done cinematography we talked about that so we just go okay. now we all give our scores so my score for cinematography was eight because I really liked it. Uh, Tom, what's your score? I also gave it an eight. Eight. And Crawford. I well, I I didn't find it as clunky as Tom appeared to say, and I gave it oh. a nine. Whoa! I thought the cinematography was actually pretty spot on, and for an action film, it's exactly what you know you're going to get with some stunning sequences in there too. I'm not going to tell you guys the uh, the results yet. I mean, you guys are going to be able to count this up in your heads, but. We'll save the big reveal for the end. Pretty sure it's at 14 at the moment. <clears throat> Good maths. Quick maths there. Um, so let's jump into the plot. Um, yeah. Who wants to kick off the plot? Crawford, why don't you kick off the plot? Seeing as Tom's right. Now this, is, this is when I, um, I start digging into it a little bit. The plot made absolutely no sense. It was entirely, it was entirely superficial. Hey, have, you, and... have you not read, listened to my blurb? I mean, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the secret, secret organization, just not counting the secret, secret, secret organization within the secret, secret organization, which itself is encompassed by the secret organization. Anyway, yeah. I thought the plot tried to be clever, but missed on pretty much all counts. No, it, it, it was meant to develop this strong reason as to why the Reggie John Page character had this ulterior motive to creating this sub-secret organization and why there was a connection between him and two other people, all of whom went to Harvard together. And there was one scene where he was like, I went from Harvard to here in eight years. Nobody's done that. I did that. It's like, I don't give a shit how long it took you to get here, mate. You're, you're not convincing. It's a terrible reason for wanting to kill someone, and just nothing made sense. Chris Evans' character had no drive other than appearing, appearing to be megalomaniacal. It was rubbish, and that was the biggest drawing point for me, the fact that the plot seemed to want to go in a direction, but not give us a logical explanation as to why it should go that way. I get you. I 
100% agree. I think you've literally listed exactly the same things. Also, why that, that kid made absolutely no sense. The only reason that kid was <sighs> in, in the film at all was so that at the end he had a reason to go and try and save her. Like mm-hmm. that that's the and and all he did was look after her for like 2 weeks whilst the well, other guy was no, Clearly they wanted the child to be an important an, an important plot narrative. But the only thing that made us think there might be a little bit of a connection was like, what, something like, this is an average Thursday for me or something like that. Well, I think yeah. the connection was very much she'd lost her whole family and he'd lost all of his family. And the only father figure both of them had was the, 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 the guy, that guy. So I think that sort of made yeah, them... Did you out. get that from actually watching it? Like, was it just, was well, that, that shown is... to you or was that an inference that you had to make given no, the... they say it. He's you like, could have done it so much better than how they did it, I think, though. Yeah. Yeah, I do get you. I, I disagree with your point about the Chris Evans character, though, because I think Chris, the whole point of Chris Evans' character was to be at, like, an outside an outsider who doesn't oh, listen to anything. The whole po- the reason he was brought in is because he was an outside, like a wild card, and they needed him to try and rein it all in. That's what no, I no, There's a wild card for wild card's sake, and the wild card is like, fuck it, let's just blow everything up, Let's kill all the police, even though they're actually on our side <laughs> yeah, for this bit. Yeah. And it's like, it's <laughs> yeah, that's what, cool what? it was good, cool action scenes that it led to, though. Yeah, and, and but, I, but yeah. I do agree. The, the, the plot was, I, I feel like the plot very much was trying to set up characters for a series, and in doing so, the characters that weren't going to continue the ser- in through the series didn't really get a role that fitted in. But do you think that, that by doing that, what they've done is they've created a film which won't, which they won't renew for another series because it wasn't received particularly I well. Think, I don't think so because I think its base gross is is quite high. I don't know what the actual figures are. Um, it's got two good directors, the Russo brothers. It's uh, it's got it did, does have some pretty big names in it, um, and they've signed well, those pretty. So big did names. the man from Uncle. And where's that looking at? And that and that was a much I better film. Want a remake of that? Exactly, film. the man from Auntie. Uh, whoa, hang on a second. We can't talk about other films. Yeah, we can. Of course, we can. We're not. I'm not what do you this? think this podcast is about? You know, of course, we got to link it to the entire the entire cinematography of the whole world ever. That's our job. Well, we're gonna. This is going to be a long episode. Uh, maybe I'm being too critical. But no, no, I, no. It, I no, do agree. I, it was I would say like, like this... it, it was a fast-paced action film. That should have had a bit more detail into the character development and yeah. the whole purpose of why each character is in the plot. Like Lord of the Rings is a fast-paced film, but all the characters have a standing as to why they are involved in the is story. Is it particularly fast-paced? Lord of the Rings, you know, the one that takes you over a day to watch. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, banger, hang on, banger. Considering how big the books are, those are very fast-paced films. Actually, yeah, I suppose that's a good point. It's a fast-paced no. film, given the fact it's genuinely. If if you consider the, yeah. the depth of all the characters they could have gone into, they still managed to establish why each character is involved in this, whilst in like the space of what three hours in the first film. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I do understand that, but yeah, again, we're going on with a tangent. Yeah, yeah, but. If you look at the direct comparisons, I think this film is very, very comparable to The Man from Uncle. That's what I felt when I was... I haven't seen you. The Man from Uncle, actually. Which is well, mad, because I'm a I would recommend it, because, because you might change the way you look at this film, actually, because oh. they develop 
it's it's effect it's a cold war iteration of a very similar tr- chain of events i feel except that the two people who are fighting against each other are working with each other but they don't know they're working with each other okay that but i feel good. like the cinematography is actually if anything better because it feels more period the acting is yeah. better the plot makes more sense <laughs> and it's set with italians and and it has italians henry cavill in it well, and that's a big bonus, but you know. Henry Cavill, the king of the gods. Nope, king of the nerds. And gods. But should we try and yeah. wrap up the, the plot? Um, so the plot. Um, let's go with Crawford. What's your score for the plot then? Oh, three. Three? Tom, what's your score for the plot? Yeah, it wasn't quite as harsh as Crawford. I gave it a four. Yeah, I also gave it a four. So I think we're all in comparison. It's, uh, it's not the best plot. But it's uh, it's got it's, it at least it has a flow, at least it has yeah. a flow. And now I say <laughs> that out loud, I, I feel like it deserves less than a four, but something inside you, me Tom. just wouldn't give it less than a four. I don't know why. You can you can if you want. This is the as soon as I click off, we move no, past plot. I, you can't change it. Do you know what? Something but. inside me like this film for some reason, and I just think it's harsh to give it less than a four, even though. Yeah. That entire five minutes we talked about the plot, I agreed with everything Crawford said and can't <laughs> really name a good thing about it. So I'm sticking <laughs> with a four. Yeah, our, our scoring systems very loose. Um, okay, so of interest. Sorry, I've just had a, a thought. Can because we're on Discord, can the microphone hear when we laugh? Well, I think it can hear me because I've got a recording mic. I don't think it is Tom, and I haven't heard yours light up on it. But the reason I haven't heard yours is because you've got the two where the camera that I can see. Yeah, so it would be through my the one oh, which yeah, hasn't got. Yeah. So if I so if I laugh, <laughs> can you see that? Um, laugh again. <laughs> I heard the the start of it. If I laugh, can you hear it? <laughs> yeah, but when yeah, but you, laugh, you don't laugh, because you laughed just up. now and I couldn't hear you. <laughs> now, the green's showing up when you laugh, but when Crawford, you laugh, your screen's not going green, so I don't think yeah. it's picking it up. I don't hmm. think we can edit laughter in, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, but let's go on to acting. Shall I kick off acting? Seeing as you guys go on, it. then. So I. Oh wait, hang on. No, I did cinematography, didn't I? No, Tom did cinematography. Oh, I did cinematography. Okay, well, I'll kick off the acting. I think the acting wasn't terrible. All the actors in it are good actors. And I loved Chris Evans in that role. I think he played that role amazingly. Um, Like, it sort of gave me similar vibes to his character in Knives Out. Sort of the cocky, rich boy who is knows he's going to he he's like got a sense of i know i'm going to win and he he's cocky about it and i loved his character i think he plays those characters really well which is amazing considering he's captain america um but i it's really know what him. a mustache can do to you isn't it? it is yeah it is um i i love i, I think ryan roslin plays his character very ryan goslin not ryan roslin that's completely wrong there's a hybrid between two different actors isn't yeah it? Um, he plays his character very well, um, in the sense that he's sort of like unemotional and doesn't really do much. 
Um, and then Ana de Armas is she's incredible, but she's incredible in everything because she's Ana de Armas and I'm a sucker for her. So, um, for that, the, that like last it. bit doesn't feel totally impartial. No, it's completely impartial, and I think most critics around the world would agree with me. Well, there we go. She is a there very good go. actor, actress. I don't know which one to use. I'm sure either work. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ultimately, if they call themselves an actor, they're an actor. They call I think typically actor, actor referred to only the male version, but I, I don't feel like that's right anymore. Okay. Because... Let's to not say... get into that. No, you're right. Maybe we cut this bit out. Yeah. Yeah. She's a very fine performance in that, uh, in that film. Well, I, I feel like she... You know exactly what you're getting with Anna Armas. You know she's gonna she's gonna stick to her role. She's good in the action roles, and I think this film finally gave her justice for her No Time to Die role. Because No Time to Die, I felt like she very much had the potential to become this action star, more like of the action star Bond girl. Mm. But then they never sort of capitalize on it. She gets her period her time on screen, and then it goes. But this, she has her time on screen, and she gets that incredible action scene at the end where she basically takes down the castle by herself. Mm. Spoilers. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think I'm not sold on the acting. I think it might tie in with the plot and the whole writing aspect of the film, where you know, <clears throat> just evidently, both the plot and the acting are massively influenced and determined by how good the writing is. I don't think the dialogue was particularly good in this. It felt clunky and forced, and there wasn't much chemistry. You reckon, man? I gotta I start that. watching films a bit differently because I just sit and I watch and I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing!" You guys are so much more critical. Well, you know, which is which is good. I'm I'm podcast. doing this for a podcast, Aaron, not for general viewing. You know, let's you know, come on, let's let's see what we are here. Come on, get your act together. Um, no, but you, you, also you talk about Chris Evans. I don't yeah. agree with you about Chris Evans in this film. Really? No, I thought that this was a terrible display of his acting ability. No, I think... Oh, well, go on, tell me why. I I think in Knives Out, we saw that he can very, very effectively create a villain-type character. With that, you saw the complexity of us not knowing whether or not he was a villain. In this, it genuinely felt like a child's comic book, and all the stereotypes about a bad guy were chucked at him, and he did what he was told. But there wasn't any of the... It felt as though the charm that can that he could bring to the table when it comes to a likable villain is lost, because with Knives Out, you yeah. still thought, yeah, yeah but he's, he's kind actually... of the good guy, kind of the bad guy, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and he has his reasons. He's actually quite charming. Fair enough. Well, not fair enough. He killed someone, but you know, but you know what I mean. If it, it, it felt more complex, whereas with this, it genuinely felt like all complexity. Stereotypical lost. bad guy. I don't think that's his fault. To... I no, don't think yeah. that's his fault. That's, that's absolutely. what I mean. I he's a great he... actor. He's shown yeah. that. And in this, in this role, but albeit a different context, he can do it. It's just what he was given. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good, good, they are good points. I get what you mean. What do you think, Tom? Um, I was unswayed either way, and I'll explain why. I think... Good. It's the the final arbiter. I personally... I think Ryan Reynolds did a very well, good job. Well, he's not in the film. He's not in yeah, the film. Ryan Reynolds. Really Ryan goes <laughs> in. Sorry, I was daydreaming then. Just, uh, about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, exactly, about Ryan Reynolds. 
But yeah, I think Ryan Gosling did did good. And then everyone else, I think, was neither. You know, nothing annoyed me. I didn't watch it and think this is corny and horrible. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. There was nothing stand out about it. There was nothing like I don't think anyone's going to win massive acting awards for it. And I think, like Crawford alluded to earlier, they weren't given the best platform. And I think it's harsh to really ridicule the acting because, like, like Crawford said, with some of the with, with some of the writing and conversation. It was just a bit clunky, but there's no way a good actor can out-act a bad script. And it's already a poor plot. That was profound. But let's talk... Okay, acting's the entire thing, right? I thought the fight scenes were good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling has a sequence where he's watching, and he's absolutely jacked in this film, so he's clearly prepped for it. It was, yeah. it was quite it was quite fun to watch him, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought but, Ryan Gosling yeah. so, was fantastic, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was I, I, typical Gosling. For yeah. those areas, and I'm, I'm going to class that under acting because, you know, yeah. it's yeah. the actor, yeah. it's the performance. Those bits impressed me. But yeah, I think part, also some bits were like, you know, just like, but then again, that could be the plot. Sorry, I'm thinking these things in my head, but then I'm like, you can tell that someone's going to sacrifice themselves at some parts or do something. And you're like, okay, I can see this coming a mile off. And then it happens. And there's no way that you can act that well to not make me lead you to that point. You know what I mean? I think that that comes with experience. Like once you watch films, when you're a kid, all films are surprises. But then when you were like our age, you sort of get the idea of what film plots are. There's only a finite amount of ways films can go. And that kind of sucks. Which is why when you find a film that really like throws you in those curveballs in it, those are the good films. Um, like the, the stellar films. Like the, oh, the, I think all films are good films in their own right, other than the crap ones, which are crap. Um, that was the it. most profound statement, actually, of all of the yeah. ones you've said today. <laughs> good films are good unless they crap, and then they crap. But yeah, I do get what I, you mean there. I, I, on this point, Crawford, I'll just, for all the listeners at home, I think this statement will give you an idea of what it's like to live with Harry. <laughs> what what, what were we doing? We were having a barbecue last week or something, and Harry had a few to drink, and he was a bit tipsy. And oh, no. I don't really know why. I was watching, I was just looking at my phone, and he was talking to mum, and then I just heard the words come out of his mouth, what's the opposite of vinegar? I, I, there's a reason for that. Vinegar? makes things shrink okay so i just wondered what the opposite water. is and what makes things grow water yeah but if if you if you put a boiled egg in water it's not going to grow is it but well, if you no put a yeah egg no, in vinegar, no, then they get no the shell doesn't grow because it's not porous the egg itself okay cucumber you put that in vinegar and it becomes a gherkin yeah, but you put it in water. No, it does because the amount of water in water. What, turn into a bloody watermelon higher. or something. If I go no. stand in the bath, I'm not going to get taller, am I? What? Why? Well, <laughs> if I if I went and led in a bath full of vinegar, I would shrivel up and shrink. But if I lie in a no, bath, no, you wouldn't water, shrink. Just your cells would momentarily 
shrivel, especially your skin. They put and when they water, shrivel, are they smaller or are they bigger than where they usually are? Do you do it in water? They get larger. That's how cells work. That's osmosis. Yeah. Uh, that's a better answer than what them gave me, but I still don't think I'll grow if I sleep in the bath. I will be amazed if I listen and this entire sequence is in. But who knows? It's going to be. The lucky listener be. out there. That's the title. The Grey yeah. Man. Water or vinegar, you decide. <laughs> Perfect. Shall we get the scores on the doors for the acting? Scores on the doors. Scores on doors. Um, shall I go first? I yeah. gave it a six. six. You see, Harry, um, you do this, right? You give an explanation as to why it's fantastic. <laughs> then just give it an average score. Well, no, I, I agreed with you guys that it was, kind of, <laughs> it was kind of clunky. But I think because of the actors that are in it, that's what drags it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I okay, bet okay. you guys are going to be below six unless you've given it a six and then I look like an idiot and I don't understand what the reviewing system is because you guys well, are like... Said that. <laughs> well, but okay. Uh, Tom, Tom, what's your score? I... I'm giving this... And now I'm, I'm debating because I've got two scores in mind. It's either a four or a five and I feel like I overmarked the plot so I'm going to undermark the acting. You thought that when we were on plot, you could have just changed your plot score. Anyone would think we don't actually think acting. about these films so until we get to talking about them. I'm going to give it a five, okay. I'm going to give it a five, just because four seems far too harsh. I, there was nothing that wrong with the acting, come on. I think it was yeah. more the plot. You know what, Harry? I, I gave you a lot of stick for giving it an average score despite your comments. I am also going to give it an average score despite my negative comments, and I'm going to go with a five. You guys because, are more average than me. Because I think average. the actors did the best with what yeah, they could. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That's... yeah. But I, and I'm, I, and I'm sorry because I was too critical of your scoring ability, and I oh, apologize. It's fine. Don't worry. I won't hold it against you. Okay. Now, the final one where we where his um, rewatchability, where this is the, the score that gets averaged uh, so that the scores aren't wild. Um, so, that's right, me. Okay. Can, can I kick this one off, please? Because I think I have a comment. Yes. Go for it. I'm, I, I've, within the course of this podcast, alluded to three other action films or action series which I would rather watch than this film. I'm in the mood for an action film. I could go James Bond, Mission Impossible, or more like this film, um, The Man from Uncle. Don't I make. would rather watch all three of those than I would this. Because I feel like the thing they do, do does it, they do it better. So on that on that count, I'm going to go a lower than what I initially thought I would put for my rewatchability. Because while watching it, I thought I would rewatch this again, but in reflection, I don't want to as much. Okay, that makes sense. Well, well what's your score, Tommy? Four. Whoa, you that so ha? Here's a. I'll ask you that afterwards though. Um. Okay, Tom, what's your score? Oh, um, I agree that I would rather watch James Bond, Mission Impossible, or The Mount Uncle. But that's not how we rank this. I don't rank it based on I would rather watch this because I could give those a much higher score. So although I ripped to shreds the plot, and I didn't think the acting was amazing. I would rewatch this film 
if it was on tomorrow, I would sit down and watch it probably. So I'm gonna give it a six. Nice. I I like your argument there. Oh yeah, I gotta put that in. I like your argument there. That that made sense. And I I agree with both of you. I would. I'm not gonna repeat the points because then we're gonna have like three minutes of us saying the same thing i would rather there are other films i would like to watch but if it's on i will watch this and i like the actors um i like i like the people who are in it and that draws me to a lot of films like henry cavill stuff i watch that all the time like that's probably my most watch which the witcher i watch all the time um so i've given it a score of five because i i would watch it again but i'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. i've already watched it like twice now you've said that and i think actually what i i'm, I'm up in mind to a five too because you're right, it's not about choosing from all films. What would I prefer to watch? It's about will I rewatch it? How many times could I rewatch it? But without being bored, and I think I could watch it a few more times. So I'm going to go a five as well. Okay, okay. So hang on, I've just got to edit this. As long as this isn't is higher than Polar, I think I, I think I'm okay with it. Is it lower than Polar? You no, it's not higher than Polar. Polar because I didn't like Polar. And I yeah. feel as though I, I would have been too harsh on this film if it ends up being lower than that. With the total, do we include the rewatchability score? Yes. So the average of rewatchability. The average of rewatchability. You got the charts. Yeah, I messed the chart up. Um, what's that one? Yeah. Okay, and this one, I need to edit the system. That one. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, the total for cinematography, the highest we've had for all films, second of uh, uh, the previous champion of cinematography was Polar at 21, and this, The Great Man, is 25. We all scored it the first nine of the season series. Of the, wow, uh, this is technically season two. Huh. Yeah, hey guys, welcome back. Four episodes per season. Well, no, um, the first season never gets as many episodes because they haven't got as much money true. to put into it. So our amount of money yeah. is, hasn't changed. But well, we have actually all more... got more time on our hands now, yeah. Do we, though? Well, Do we, though? We've got, we've got more hands. You worked 14 um, hours yesterday. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah, because I've got more time on my hands. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, then plot. It is the second lowest plot, um, only being above Expendables was lower because we all agreed <laughs> that Expendables was very much just, hey, how many action stars can we get on the film at once? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this has got a combined score of 11. That is and, very low, isn't it? Yeah, Expendables had nine. Oh, my God. Um, then we've got acting. Uh, it, it, it sits pretty comfortably in the acting. It's actually... Um, the middle, actually. Uh, so acting of 16. It's so, What's that yeah, above and below, fair. just so we can put it in, into context? So it is below Polar. It is below Seven Years in Tibet. One above Some Like It Hot and one above The Expendables. Oh. Which sort of makes sense. The Expendables has quite a lot of big names, but not great actors. Whereas only seven, one above. Yeah, some like, like yeah, some like it hot had Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but then it also had those weird gangster blokes. No, well, what I'm also thinking is Polar had Matt Lucas as this weird cinema, this weird yeah. 
cartoon baddie, didn't he? And that has to drag that down. This is lower than that. But he had my score just so it beats it. No, you can't do that anymore. You had Matt, it had Mads Mickelson. And in fairness, the only reason Polar scored so high is because of my scores on it. Oh, well, there we are. Okay. Rewatchability. Crawford, you, yeah, I know you didn't like Polar, which is good because you, yeah, you did rate this one more watchable than uh, Polar. You gave Polar a four, you've given this one a five. Um, so the rewatchability average is 5.3. These ones are point, point 0.3 because mm-hmm. that's the way it works, um, which is the lowest. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's the second highest. The lowest being seven years in Tibet because. None of us. Oh really yeah, I would never watch that film again. I had that had a rewatchability score of three. Um, yeah. This has five point three. So, yeah. Now, Crawford, what? Which film did you want it to be above? I wanted to oh. be above Polar, but I okay. think because of your love of Polar, and you told me the other week that Polar was your favorite film of all time. Yeah, it is. It is. So I feel like, however harshly I criticize it, you will just completely counteract it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think if I didn't love Polo so much, actually, then Polo would have tanked because both of you kind of didn't really enjoy it, but I love Mads Mikkelsen. But ironically, the the total score for Polo was 57.3. Oh, this is like 54.4 or something. The total score for The Grey Man is 57.3. No! They are joint. So they're fourth. bang even. Yeah, they're joint fourth. Wow. The re- reigning champion. I think that's well, fair. Ironically, yeah. actually, the Some Like It Hot is still our leading film. Well, it's not. It's joint first with Seven Years in Tibet. But I think if we had to choose, we'd all watch Some Like It Hot over that. Um, so in my mind, the rankings Although, are... This does actually quite, quite accurately did, sort of just distinguish the different types of films that we're watching we can appreciate the fact that some like it hot and your seven years in tibet which are which aren't action films they're not this sort of sort of immediate hit of serotonin or whatever they're more thought through are higher rated because as a film they are better better yeah better cinematographer whatever but we wouldn't watch them again over these films yeah yeah Yeah. i get you so true yeah, so the, uh, the rewatchability of all these action films are what dragging it up. I mean, The Expendables had a rewatchability of eight because I think we all agreed yeah. that we would all watch it if ever it was on. Exactly. I've, I've I, watched that film about four or five times, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, so that is that. We, we don't have a beer to review this week uh, or any alcoholic beverage because we all didn't buy any and agree on one. So we are doing it a bit differently now. Oh yeah, we should have mentioned that. We're not doing random films anymore because everyone should be expecting this to be about Sleuth, the film. But it's not. It's The Grey Man, believe it or not. If you ever uh, figured that out. And if you were an actual Sleuth, you would have figured that out before you came. Yeah. Um, so, who's the real winner, huh? The way we're doing it now is we are choosing films that are on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Disney+. Plus, um, so that any, you can watch them with us if you have them and if not you don't have to go and buy them all because they should be available on prime or something and most people have them or like all of that that we're assuming um a it makes it cheaper for us b it makes it so that you guys can watch it too um mainly because it makes it cheaper for us and we know we have access to them yeah cool and we don't have to watch really horrendous films <laughs> i mean we might still choose from really horrendous ones, but that is it really isn't it that's yeah that's all. so on that note uh tom what film are we gonna be watching next week 
Next week, I believe we're watching Uncharted. Is that the the new Uncharted? The not new one, one. The, starring the Tom new Holland. Film that's Tom Holland oh, and Mark Wahlberg and yeah. Antonio Banderas. That's the one. So. Of course. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening, if indeed you are still here. Um, and hopefully we'll, you'll watch or listen or be coated in our vibes next week when you can listen to... Why did you say that? That's the worst. I have no idea what to say. Can we, can we do that bit again? Nope, I'm keeping that in. In, in our that. vibes. Yeah. I hope you're all feeling our vibes. Oh, coated God. in our vibes. Anyway, um, take our vibes with you through the week. Next time. For Uncharted. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. Are you going to say goodbye? Ah, oh, goodbye.